Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Elmer T. Lee. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how you doing today? I'm doing a really good today. I mean, we finally have very consistent hot weather here in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. Humid a little bit, but hot weather that's enjoyable. Sure. You know, what have you been doing? Are you getting out there golfing and trying to enjoy the weather? What are you doing? I at least try to hit the driving range when I can. Yeah. Uh, lately, yeah. Yeah, me and the wife have been going to the pool. We're going to the FC Cincinnati game tonight. That'll be fun. Yeah. And they're the team, they're killing it. The number one team, in, number one team in MLS. Yeah. So yeah, we're pretty excited about that. But uh, yeah, we're also very excited about this whiskey we're trying today. I keep telling Andy that he needs to buy a lottery ticket because he keeps winning the whiskey lottery over and over again. We just did. Uh, was it a Rip Van Winkle? Uh, the Van Winkle 12 year. Yep, the Van, Van, Van Winkle 12 year. And then Andy just Lot got his, his hands on another great bottle via the uh, the Ohio Liquor Lottery. So without further ado, why don't we jump right on to this incredible whiskey and episode. Andy, tell the folks out there everything they need, they need to know about Elmer T. Lee. Of course. So I know we've done a whole lot of different. This is another one in a Buffalo Traces lineup that they do. Um, and I know we've done like a few other... Um, Obviously, you named Pappy, but we've also done E.H. Uh, e. Taylor and um, Eagle Rare, and then obviously Buffalo Trace itself, in a few other episodes. So if you want to go back and listen to like a full history of the distillery itself, um, you can literally go back to our very first episode ever that we posted um, almost three years ago. Yeah. Um, at this point, like two and a half, three years ago, uh, episode one, Battle of the Beasts. Um, but just kind of for a quick recap, um, the distillery was founded like in the late 1770s, kind of as it was first known, maybe not formally distilling, but on the grounds that it is now in the late uh, 1770s. Um, but the name Buffalo Trace was assigned to it within the last around three or four-ish decades, right. that distilling site, everything there. Um, and of course, uh, another big thing for it was they were one of the only six legal distilleries in America during Prohibition that were allowed to not only distill but also continue aging and sell their um, bourbons and whiskeys onto the American market for at least what was legally known as um, medicinal purposes during sure. Prohibition. Right. Uh, mm. That time in the 20s or 30s. Um, and of course they've had several different, very famous master, master distillers through their time. Uh, you know, Blanton's, uh, Colonel Blanton, E.H. Taylor, uh, George T. Stagg, basically any, almost any of their like special bottles seems to either be named after their parent company or one of their master distillers. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and of course this is another one of their products that was named after a master distiller and ma- uh, emer- master distiller emeritus um, up until his death in 2013, uh, Elmer T. Lee. Hmm. Um, so, and he began working at this at the distillery in the early to mid-1950s, I believe, um, or early 60s, like mid-50s or early 60s after serving in World War II. Um, back when the distillery was still named after one of their other older 
master distillers, George T. Stagg. Hmm. Um, or the George T. Stagg distillery. And he worked his way all the way up from just like, I forget what position he started in, but he worked his way all the way up kind of from an entry-level position all the way up to master distiller in the early 80s was when he took over that role and then eventually retired in 1985 from actual formal operations with the distillery. Okay. Um, but then it was basically from um, like 85 through about 2013 when he died at I think the age of 93 that he served as that uh, master distiller emeritus. Um, gotcha. Where he you know, helped consult them on Buffalo Trace um, on several different products. Uh, I think helping introduce a couple products post him retire formally retiring. Um, but then also obviously got a single barrel product uh, named after him. Um, and he was the one actually that was responsible for um, launching another huge brand for Buffalo Trace onto the market. Another huge single barrel for them. Um, Blanton's. Sure. <clears throat> Uh, so that was, you know, huge for him to do that way too, for the brand. Um, and it was after his retirement a year later that I forget the exact date they started releasing this, uh, Elmer T. Lee onto the market, um, like what year they started doing it. But I know for a fact it was after his retirement was when Buffalo Trace as a distillery decided to name another single barrel bourbon in their lineup after him and it was the whole purpose of it was basically to sit there sit there and not only honor him but um like they've done so many other master distillers in their legacy but also um to try and get it to his specifications of how he liked bourbon to taste at least taste neat um and it was something that at least in the early goings of it um i don't know that he did it the entire time but at least in the early goings of when they released elmer tv he um helped hand select the barrels that ended up going into um you know production for elmer tv at least into his 90s I, i think it was into his 90s but i don't know when if he did stop prior to his 90s and death when that necessarily was yeah um you know some you know he also ended up because of all his work and stuff that he had done for Buffalo Trace in the bourbon industry as well. He uh, was um, <clears throat> inducted into Kentucky's Bourbon Barrel or Bourbon Hall of Fame in 2001. So about 15, 16 years after he retired. Okay. Um, so it got a lot of notorious history behind him as a distiller and everything and the label. Um, and then they um it's this is one um alongside i believe alongside blands actually um there's literally a three proof difference in between each of them blands is i think 90 bottled at 93 proof this is bottled at 90 proof um but this is made just like blands from um buffalo traces mash bill too so their higher rye mash bill that if the rumors are correct and everything is around 12 or 15 percent uh, rye in the mash bill um, there. Okay. And this is a bottle. Uh, again, we kind of got lucky. Somehow dumb luck that I won this in another Ohio uh, bottle lottery, <laughs> if you will. Um, 
hey, whatever luck gets yeah. us the bottles. <laughs> yeah, whatever luck gets it, um, I guess. But this one, because we got it in that lottery, I know it's, first of all, it's very, very tough to find in general. I know for most, if not anyone, it's tough to find in general. But retail on it is supposed to be like 40 bucks. That's what I got it through through the state lottery here in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but I know, last I checked, uh, when I was typing up the notes uh, earlier this week, about a week ago, um, as of post, when we post this episode, I think in legal secondary markets or like legal online markets, um, you can get it for three or four hundred dollars. So basically, about a ten, nine to tennis tennis X markup right. on the bottle um, on secondary or online that you would probably be looking to get it through reliable sources. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, definitely the, a steal at the retail price. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely a very big steal. Um, and there's two products that have ever been released in the Elmer T. Lee lineup within Buffalo Trace. Uh, the one we got, just a regular old Elmer T. Lee single barrel sour mash. Um, bottle that, like I said, the 90 proof, 45% ABV. It's a Kentucky Straight single barrel bourbon whiskey. Um, and then there's one that they had that I know they did. I don't remember the year they did it. Um but a like a 100 year old tribute bottle was released wow earlier in the 2000s or 2010s yeah i want to say the 2010s um was released and i have never even gotten a chance to see that on a bar shelf or anything like that yeah and if those are still around to be sold have no idea what price those would be <laughs> right probably expensive <laughs> oh yeah for sure <laughs> all right well are we ready to do the tasting yeah Perfect. All right, guys, if you are lucky enough, fortunate enough to have a bottle of Elmer T. Lee, pour yourself a glass, and we will go ahead and uh, do the tasting together. As always, we're going to start with the nose. Wow. Ooh, very good. What are some, uh, some? yeah, it's very, very lovely. What are some notes that you're, some specific notes you're picking up? I get kind of like a, on the nose at least, like a very vel. it's very sweet to the nose, kind of like velvet. On, like in terms of uh, aroma on the nose, just in how smooth it is. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get some sweetness to it. Um, any like specific types of sweetness, like cinnamon, like, like any anything like. I kind of get like red fruits, like maybe a raspberry yeah. or apple sweetness to it in yeah. there. Maybe some strawberry, kind of like fruit sweetness notes. I in agree. It. It's got some of that the dark fruit, the fruit sweetness. I'm getting some oak, but it's like kind of it's kind of light. Very, very light oak in there. Kind of some candied sweetness along with those. Yeah. Fruits in there. That's that's maybe what I'm attributing to the sweetness alongside the fruit. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's very good. Let's give it a taste. Cheers, Cheers. sir. Oh yeah, that's really that's real nice. Oh yeah, that's real nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? I don't. Did you say the proofage? Uh, yeah, it's a ninety proofer. Ninety proof. Okay. Um. So for it's a little hot for ninety proof, but like a little bit hot. But it's still just it's so like it's still even though it's hot, it's still very smooth. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, like, like you get a little bit of that proof hotness. Like you get the little of the heat, a little but, of the Kentucky hug, but it's still like very smooth on. The yeah, it, it's it's not like a. For anybody that's had a lot of um, Buffalo Traces, like, higher proof numbers, it's not like a Stag Junior or George C. Stag, something like that, like, yeah. high proof oh, hotness yeah. that punches you in the face. Oh, no, nothing like, like that. it kind of hits hot, but then 
goes into a smoothness on the on the rest of your palate, like yeah. mid to back palate, and it gives you a little bit of that Kentucky hug in the middle of the chest. Sure. I think it's very consistent with the with the nose actually. Like I'm getting a little oh, bit yeah. of, the, of the light oak. I'm actually on the palate getting a lot of the the fruit sweetness that you talked about. Yeah, I get a like I still get those fruit sweetnesses on the palate. A little bit more for me at least. A little bit more of the oak on the palate. Yeah. Um, I was telling you before we um, recorded. This might be like one of my two to three favorite Buffalo Traces I've ever products that I've ever had to try. Like yeah. the only other ones being. The Van uh, Winkle, the lot B, 12-year-old, yeah. and then the Stag, Ju- I forget which batch, but the Stag Junior that we got, mm. that we did an episode on. Those yeah, might yeah. be the only other ones that I'd like um, in the top three. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's very, very high quality. Oh, yeah. For sure. And I was so. telling you, like, even though this is, like, three proof lower than Blanton's, um, like, it, it, for me at least, it knocks Blanton's out of the water. Yeah. If you can, like, if you are maybe willing to spend more... On the upcharge for it if you can get it, and you want something that would be roughly the same proof point as Blanton's, this is going to knock you out of the water. Yeah. It's going to knock it out of the water. Yeah, I agree. It's um, If you can get this, absolutely, absolutely buy a bottle. All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen to, share, leave a review on every episode of Distilled Discussions. Tell your friends about us. You know, share our episodes on social media. Follow us on Instagram. We really do appreciate your guys' support. Have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, we'll be here to drink with you next week.